What's up, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Vivi and Me. Today we have a lot to discuss, including some interesting Twitter drama, if you want to say that, involving a recent interview with, I believe it is the co-founder of The Wax Marketplace, uh, a marketplace for NFTs. So we'll dive into that, as well as talk about some drop results on some of the more recent drops. We'll discuss some speculation on what might be coming in addition to what those upcoming drops already announced are. Uh, we'll talk about that interview, and then maybe we'll discuss a little bit about the upcoming Super Bowl and what we can expect to see, if anything, uh, in terms of VV, NFTs, and any kind of speculation as to, you know, what's going on there. I've heard some YouTubers say, expect a VV or Ecomi kind of Super Bowl commercial. I don't think so, but we'll talk about it, you know. Uh, so we'll deep dive here soon, and um, we'll get started with just some drop results. Uh, so most recently, we had the Philly Fantasy drop, as well as the Hero for Hire. Uh, for the Philly Fantasy, I didn't score one. My wife did get one of the rare collectibles, uh, so that was pretty cool for her. And then also for myself, again, nothing on the Philly Fantasy. But for the Hero for Hire, I did finally get, uh, you know, a comic on the drop. It was just a common, but it was a nice change of pace seeing as I went back through my store purchases. And the last time I had scored on a drop was the 16th of January. Uh, so we were closing in on almost a month without having scored a drop. Uh, my wife, she has a little bit better luck. She'll score maybe once every two, three weeks. Um, but again, we both hit on one of those drops, so it was overall kind of a good week in terms of most recently uh, VV drop. But otherwise, you know, it, it's funny to take a look at it too. Uh, we collect very differently. Uh, as myself, I tend to flip in the market. I tend to stack items, tend to hold things for some value. Uh, I'll have a few low mints here. I'll have some clean serial numbers there birth years, things like that, uh, but mainly just trying to get as much, uh, you know, volume as I can and kind of hold and continue to grow in how many collectibles I have. Where my wife, um, she may not have as many collectibles as me, but what she does tend to have are a lot more of the secret rares, a lot more of those lower mints, double-digit mints, uh, a lot of stuff that has a lot of value, and I think she has 70 collectibles somewhere around there. I have about 350, we'll say, uh, in total. That's including the comics as well. Uh, and I think just between our collections, it's very funny. I have, uh, you know, almost three, four times the amount of her, uh, but our collection value is very similar. So it is funny how different strategies can lead to similar results, um, and it's always nice to see you know, just the differences between how one person interacts with Vivi and how another one will is in, in addition. But anyway, so that's kind of how the results went for our drops uh, over the course of the last few here. We also do have some upcoming ones, that being the Black Panther having been announced. That is going to be a comic book release, and that will be coming, I believe, Thursday. Uh, that's something I'll have to double check. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. My Twitter name here is at Delco Dudes. That's D E L C O D U D E S at Delco Dudes. Again, uh, you'll see a Captain Crunch pink guy. That's my profile picture on there. But uh, again, you can kind of look for updates there. I constantly retweet a lot of the stuff that Ecomi is posting, VV is posting as well as some of the great content creators that I tend to watch. I didn't get a chance to kind of watch anything this week per se, uh, so I'm kind of going into this one blind. This is fully 
uh, opinionated. This is not something that, again, is financial advice in any way. This is just my passion. I always like to make a statement of that. Always do your own research, do your own due diligence, and see where you know you feel safest putting your investments. With that being said, again, the Black Panther drop coming. Maybe we see another uh, drop here for Black History Month involving possibly Blade. I know that's an upcoming Marvel movie that's kind of in the works. Maybe a little too far out to see it this soon in BV. Uh, but just speculating on, you know, some other people that may drop uh, specifically in regards to the Black History Month. Uh, some other superheroes, things of that nature, just to kind of keep in your mind as to what we can speculate that could be coming throughout February. During the AMA as well, Vivi did make uh, kind of comments saying that it was going to be a spicy month. Uh, I don't know if they said towards the end, but also a lot of speculation that that could be referencing Pokemon. A lot of hints being dropped on Twitter, a lot of speculation as there always is. I don't think Vivi is ready for Pokemon, but that will be covered in another video probably later in the week here as we move forward. What really got my blood boiling and, you know, my heart beating kind of out of breath here was because I watched a interview today with the co-creator, I believe he was, of the Wax NFT platform. And Wax, if you're not familiar, very similar to OpenSea, list NFTs, buy NFTs, take part in drops, um, you know, with some verified collections, if you will. I was a little burnt on Wax in the past just because I had taken place in the MLB drops that they had done last year. I, I believe it was around spring training, possibly. But again, I was really excited. that I was never a big baseball card collector, but I was starting to become a very big NFT collector. And so when I saw that partnership with MLB, I, I'm a huge baseball fan in general. I actually have a baseball tattoo, um, you know, like just something that is I'm very passionate about. So that excitement to be on that platform, to have that major kind of license, and to see the results of that, uh, you know, I think it was crashing on my computer left and right. It was immediately sold out after it finally loaded. There was just so much that went wrong, and then just a lot of aftermarket glitches, and, and just the user experience at the time was really off-putting. I continued to kind of play that Alien Worlds game which was kind of a way of mining um, one of those cryptocurrencies. And that kind of related to the, the Wax platform as well. I haven't been on there in a while, so that's just kind of what I want to say is it may have vastly improved. I don't know, but what I experienced wasn't a great time. Uh, I much more preferred OpenSea. I've heard great things about Foundation. I've heard wonderful things about Vivi, obviously. I think they in themselves are bigger than Wax. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what this person said, why I think they're completely incorrect, and why I think they're just kind of baiting, trying to catch up. Even though they're a well-established company, I think they're trying to catch up and try to instill some fear as to what they can possibly do to halt a competitor while also uh, kind of gaining momentum on their front. Uh, and I think that's something very important to keep in mind. These are businesses. They are going to be thinking very business-like when they do these interviews, when they get these videos out there, and they know people will watch it. They know what to say, especially when you're talking to someone that high in the company. I won't say they've been trained on how to answer these questions, but they've been doing it for so long that spinning a certain situation 
comes naturally to them. Let's get into kind of the comments first before I really unpack it here. And what happened was the uh, person in question, I'll pull up his name here in a minute. It, it really isn't important, um, but I believe his name was William Quigley. Uh, and again, he's associated um, at executive level management with Wax. Uh, he might be the co-creator, co-founder, something along those lines. Uh, I don't want to give him too much credit, so I might be giving him too much. But hey, I know he's a, a big fish over there. And um, what we're looking at is we are looking at Wax in terms of a marketplace. We are looking at Wax in terms of an experience, uh, which I've kind of alluded to for me, it was not a good one. Where Vivi, very easy to get into, that entry level download an app. Uh, you know, the majority of people are able to do that. The ability to kind of operate a cryptocurrency wallet, um, to exchange these NFTs this early in the game, that's not going to be an entry level item for just anyone. Uh, that's gonna take some time to learn. That's gonna take some time to want to learn. Where with Vivi, one of the greatest things that Vivi has going for it is their accessibility. And that's something that if you look at the cryptocurrency field and what kind of caused a bit of a boom in it, it was when Robinhood really started to take off. And that's because people were downloading that app. They were just starting to invest money. They were seeing it. Yes, it has that gamification kind of feel to it, uh, you know, almost like a gambling feel. Uh, and there's different things to say about how people feel about Robinhood. But what they have going for them is the ability to get almost anyone who knows how to use a phone to be able to download that app and start investing without any hassle. That's what Vivi is in terms of NFTs. They are able to download an app, deposit just as they would on any other current modern day app, and then purchase something. It's very simple. There isn't anything in terms of moving one token into a different crypto, into a wallet, and then learning MetaMask, making sure you're connected, uh, making sure it's a verified collection, all of that gray matter where all of these things can go wrong is removed with BB. And that is such a huge thing. And I think that in itself is something that we need to kind of talk about. But what this person uh, who works at Wax had said is that the NFTs that are on VV, the NFTs specifically relating to Disney, are not the first Disney NFTs. Now, why would he say that? Yeah, you could say... He's a hater. <laughs> I think he is. It's pretty evident. Uh, he tries to make a very good point, and he tries to spin it very well. You know, he, he's kind of saying, it's stuck. It's, it's in this app. It's, uh, you know, something related to a company that did something similar five, six years ago that failed. So already we're incorporating a failed business model. We're trying to, you know, instill, hey, we're doing something different than what someone else had done. Uh, so they're trying to instill this this thought of, you know, a failed company already, even though we see the money that's going into Vivi every day, we see the sales, we see the, the volume in the marketplace, we know there's a user base. I can't say there's that big a user base on Wax. Again, I've been removed, but I don't see, you know, X's or W's, whatever you want to call it, in everyone's name on Twitter. I'm selective in who I follow. Um, you know, I'm not someone who I follow some with the, the red circle in their name. I'm sure I'll start to follow more. Uh, but I was someone who was in very different areas on Twitter. I created it just to be in the NFT space, and it's quickly transformed into being about Vivi. You know, and that is exactly what I'm trying to say is someone that's an average, new-to-NFT kind of individual 
they're going to see Vivi. They're going to fall that into that similar path. Yes, it's easy. Um, and why shouldn't it be? Uh, I think, again, that accessibility is huge. I think the, the point he's making, though, that these aren't the first NFTs because they're stuck in this app and you can't move it out. Not one time did he mention that these items, as he was referring to them, you know, not he never really referred to them as NFTs, but they've since been minted with Immutable X. They're on the blockchain. So these are NFTs. These are first appearance Disney. These are a case to be very upset if you don't have a wall, if you don't have golden moments. It, it's interesting because, you know, someone made a point on Twitter as well, kind of going back and forth with them. Uh, but they were saying that being first doesn't really matter. <laughs> and then they said, unless you own golden moments, which was my whole point. It, it Golden moments, they are the first Disney ones. They're going to hold value, whether it be in a closed marketplace, which, again, Say VV remains a closed marketplace. Say there isn't ever interoperability. Okay, fine. What's keeping VV from still being such a great digital platform, creating this awesome VV-verse, and everything stays in that marketplace? It's safe. It's secure. It's much more accessible and easier to use than Wax, than OpenSea, than any of it. You know, you don't have to worry about what is listed and which crypto. Sure, I think there's going to be those advanced options for those who are there. And a lot of people that are in VV, they came from a crypto background and they're looking for that. Absolutely, that gets added. Everyone's so upset about the money transfer license and, oh, they're not real and we can't take our money out. They never planned to let you take that money out right out of the bat. This was made for collectors, but they're adapting and I think that speaks volumes. Not only do I not see W's and X's in these people's names on Twitter that are, you know, this wax community, but there just simply isn't a wax community that I see. There is a VV community hosting spaces all the time. There is a level of fandom for this app. There is a level of fandom for these objects, for these characters. And adding that first appearance, adding that blockchain ability, being minted on the blockchain... I don't know how much more evidence you really need to see that this is real. It really bothers me when, you know, we have such a great product. We're so early, yet we just keep bringing up the same arguments. You know, he used an argument that I was hearing about four or five months ago that had finally faded. We started worrying about bots, but now we're back after being minted on the blockchain to saying we're not NFTs. I'm sorry, but I just don't think this is a person in the actual NFT space who comes into these AMAs with the creators, the developers, the team behind Vivi. No, because in those AMAs, they sit there, they answer questions, they listen to feedback. So I will put my money behind a team like that that's willing to create these AMAs than one who you only hear from in a YouTube video interview with possibly pre-planned questions and answers. What's to say it isn't? Those AMAs, those are real. We're there. We're listening live. Sure, you can select who comes up on stage, and you can kind of feed what questions might be asked. But there's a level to realness. There's a level to a team that shows accountability that keeps coming in, that keeps dealing with the criticism 
when their user base was expected to be 60,000, yet we're at 2 million? There was a tweet the other day. Are you kidding me? We had 169, I believe the number was, a year ago, as of yesterday, 169 users that had de- that had deposited money into Vivi. Now we're closing in on 2 million in one year. Wax, <laughs> I challenge you to be successful like that. I challenge you to not criticize your competitors, but to kind of be better in every aspect. What I can see on Wax is a lot of unsafe investments. And for that person to kind of sit there and say, you know, I don't like VV because they're not upfront. They're not honest. They're showing up to AMAs. They are telling you exactly what they're doing. You may not like the answer. You may not get a strict timeline because, again, it is a business. There are so many things that go into running a business, specifically when you're growing this big, this quickly, in a space that isn't fully developed. You know, it's funny. Uh, So when you look at someone who's in a position of power that has created that and this is how they tackle their competition... It speaks volumes of that company. It speaks volumes of what their true purpose is. You know, the true purpose of Vivi was to create a collecting app by a collector. The true purpose of Wax? Probably money. So ask yourself that. Who do you trust? Who do you think is a safer investment? Is it the person that was probably vetted multiple times by multiple people, by multiple companies, because of these IPs and how scarce and, you know, tough they are to acquire in terms of licensing? Or is it, you know, the guy who you probably never heard of, you probably won't Google? Or is it the guy who has a partnership with the person who brought us Pokemon? I'm much more likely to say, hey, who created Pokemon than, hey, who created Wax? I'm much more likely to look up, hey, who created Vivi? It's one of the top grossing apps on the iTunes store. Then I am to get into NFTs for the first time and say, I'm going to Wax. No, I'll probably say OpenSea. Or it's probably, in all honesty, going to be the Robinhood effect, but with Coinbase. We're going to see the Coinbase marketplace. If Vivi can get on that, wow, sky's the limit. But, again, wax. We can list something on wax. That's going to be the solution. No. No, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. And, again, it's just a classic case of someone using their position higher up in a company, propelling their opinion, whether it be based on fact or whether it's stated strictly for the business profit, and just kind of letting their opinion Get into the mind of the consumer that doesn't know. So if you start hearing more and more of, hey, I heard something about them not being real, uh, and and it was someone who owns Wax. They're, They're an NFT space. You know, it doesn't necessarily say, hey, he's right, but it starts to add question to the everyday person saying, you know, I did read something or I heard about something, and that's what this does. It doesn't say, hey, you know what, this this paints a picture of a company that doesn't do AMAs, uh, that, that really has a great user base. No, the user base is with Vivi. The IPs are with Vivi. Sure, the IPs, another point that was made to me on Twitter, 
yeah, these companies, these IPs, Disney, Marvel, Universal, uh, you know, <laughs> to name a few, I could keep going down the list. That would take some time up in itself. But it's funny when you think about it. Yeah, they can make deals with other companies. And I think the person went as far as saying, and Vivi would be lucky if they're able to establish any more deals with these companies. No, no. See, I think these companies are lucky to have Vivi. The, Vivi was the one that came to them. Sure, some licenses, some agreements will transpire and end. Uh, absolutely. But the majority of these are going to last a long time. And they're going to be based purely as a business, looking at the money, the return, and that secondary market, that community that's fueling it, that community that's not behind wax. Very interesting. Suddenly we see that community aspect. We see what happened with AMC, with GameStop. We see how big building a community, having those O's in your name, having all of this. Having those public AMAs, having Alfred Kahn, you know, that person we looked up because he created Pokemon. Having him not only partnered, but coming into the AMA spaces and talking, talking about the hard work behind the scenes, talking about everything that you as the everyday consumer can't know about due to licensing, due to agreements, but the, the potential is unlimited. And this is where we start to see the competitors knowing that they're falling quickly behind. And it's going to be very fun to watch and kind of see unravel. And there's more and more I can talk about on it. You know, I guarantee when you go to Google, you search first Disney NFT. I haven't done it, but I bet you you're going to start seeing links to Vivi. Doubt it's going to be waxed. Doubt it'll be another platform. It'll be articles. It'll be tweets. Some even from Disney, from Marvel. Having Vivi in the name with them. You know, I don't think uh, it was a lack of research a lack of knowing if it was an NFT before they signed that dotted line. Again, you have to think all of those meetings with the licensors, all of the background checks that these licensors do, probably even on the actual employees at the higher level of VV. You think they don't ask what, what type of person is David Yu? Should I do business with this person? Are there any red flags you don't think someone with an IP that big, is not going to do their due diligence. Before they sign the contract, they're not going to, you know, check every little fine detail. And yet, even after the fact, as this space develops, as more people come into it, they wouldn't change their perspective. They would just continue marketing it as is. Hmm. But they're not real, right? Because the wax guy said so. Well, I got news for the wax guy. Maybe he needs to focus a little bit on building a community, focus a little bit on IP, focus a little bit on user interface, focus a little bit on, you know, the scams on your own platform. Sure, we see what you want to consider a scam on VB when someone takes an object and does move it outside of the app, when they make a deal outside of the VB marketplace. They're also the same ones to complain when something goes wrong. But there's something to be said about having that secure marketplace as well. Sure, we're going to see other options and, and things are definitely going to evolve, but it takes time, especially when the app itself wasn't designed to be doing everything that, you know, a consumer wants to see from day one. Think of the improvements they've made. I, I'm lucky enough to have been here since March of last year. I'm lucky enough to have seen 
you know, an app that crashed when you opened it, when you tried to get a drop, uh, where, you know, you could see the serial numbers before purchasing, all of these fine-tuning adjustments that were made. Yet, I bet if I log on to Wax, it's not going to be as easy, as fun. Uh, so we'll see. But to kind of shift gears here, uh, let's kind of just discuss the Super Bowl coming up. And, uh, you know, I've been listening to a lot on on... YouTube, Twitter, things like that. There are some people out there that think there's going to be an Ecomi VV Super Bowl commercial. I've worked for some major financial companies, major big industries. It's not that easy. You know, a small team who's in this type of space is, this is the last place they're going to be airing publicity. They're not going to be shooting that money into something like that to gain market when they're already kind of, I won't say at capacity, but already keeping up with demand in terms of server load, in terms of user growth. They don't need to market right now. What I do think you might see is a very heavy NFT Super Bowl. You have the likes of Snoop Dogg, of Eminem, who's done his own project. Snoop Dogg, who owns millions and millions worth of NFTs, uh, kind of, you know, in addition to the other, uh, you know, artists there. They're leading the halftime show. You know NFTs are going to make a presence. There's rumors of it. I wouldn't be surprised to even see a commercial or two surrounding NFTs. Where I do see VV fitting into that is maybe a partnership, you know, as obscure as it could be. Imagine what Doritos has done in the past in terms of marketing for video games, marketing in general. Uh, they have some odd partnerships. Imagine a VV Doritos partnership. Uh, you have then a Doritos commercial, sure, making no mention of VV. But then news articles that follow that partnership, it's gaining traction because of it. Think of just a heavy Super Bowl with, you know, the word NFT kind of being mentioned several times throughout the broadcast. That's going to cause more searches. Again, going back to what is an NFT, going back to Google search, uh, kind of seeing what these are, which is going to start bringing more exposure to Vivi. Because if I'm searching for NFT, oh, I wonder, is there a Marvel NFT? Oh, what about a Disney NFT? How about Star Wars? I'm thinking of these big-name brands, and I'm thinking, wow, if I see one there, and I see the price of that, and I see something else, and the price of that, I'm going to start going down this rabbit hole looking and, and searching to see what else is out there. Uh, so it's just something to keep in mind. You, you know, I think as the publicity around NFTs grows, the awareness will certainly follow as will those search terms, as will those articles, essentially linking back to Vivi and sadly not to Wax. But this has been another episode of Vivi and Me. I appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back probably a little more uh, than once a week if we keep getting news like this. So I look forward to doing it. Again, if you want to follow, uh, I appreciate it. I actually had a lot more listens than I had anticipated on that first episode. So I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to kind of fine-tune everything here. Uh, but again, I'm just a normal guy kind of following my passion and talking about it. And hopefully instilling a little more understanding to those who don't have it yet. So with that, again, have a wonderful day. And take care if you are looking to follow me. I am under Delco Dudes on Twitter. You can also find me under Instagram at Delco underscore dude. Uh, so look forward to doing another one and talking to you soon.